This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 608 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, Eco Gold, and Total Saddle Fit. Today, we have Zenobia Stewart introducing us to Black Reigns Magazine, as well as an interview with Tracy Mitchell, who educates us on life coaching. And then we are pleased to bring our listeners, Olivia Lagoy welts talking about going to the World Cup Finals. And we'll bring you a trainer tip from Angela Jackson. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. This is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. Well, hello, Reese. Have you, <laughs> uh, have you recovered from from your uh, riding have in I, the rain? Let's have say? I dried out? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it uh, you know took a while. <laughs> took a while. So. Um, Last week, uh, Bingo and I competed in the Palm Beach Derby, which was, again, just a thrill. To have a horse in the Grand Prix ring is really, really something. It's it's just such an amazing experience to to be able to have a horse that can do that. And, and you know, I feel like he and my partnership, every time I go in the ring, is better and better. Uh, so I had a very good Grand Prix, actually. I was really happy with him. I made – he had one spook, actually, um, Global's – hard because, you know, it's a big ring and right now there's no spectators. So there's not the whole wall of, um, bleachers, which is kind of nice. Uh, there's nothing on that side because there's technically no public, but there is, uh, the hospitality tent that's open. So he got a little bit spooked because the people sit a little bit above you and it's a little bit horse eye level. So, uh, in my extended canner, somebody there, there are people eating and having a great time. And I, I, I hope everyone had a great time watching, but it scared him somebody moving in the tent and it really caught his eye and kind of scared him. So I lost some points there, uh, for sure, but it was by far the one that I felt the most proud of. Um, and then, uh, so I felt pretty good going into the Grand Prix special, which we've talked about on the show is, is seven and a half minutes. It is no joke. It is, I think the hardest test, my favorite test, I, I warmed up and, and there were forecasting rain the whole time, but I was like, it's going to wait till 3.25. No, no, nope. About 3.15, I went in the ring at 3.13 and I started going around the ring and it was just kind of sprinkling. Like I'm from Kentucky. I can handle a little rain. I went down the center line. I turned to the right and did my extended trot and the heavens opened. <laughs> the wind started and it was like a hurricane <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. So I was so proud of my horse. He really was amazing. He did his job in, in the pouring rain and really, really pouring rain. Um, so it was of course disappointing. I was not disappointed in my horse at all. Um, it was a character building experience and in this horse and I, this is only our fourth time in the CDI ring. So you know, someday it will be funny. It's getting to be funnier as the weeks go by, but it was really hard. It was one of those tests. My comments really were, you were really brave to carry on. And in a CDI, you can't just stop. It's it's not an option unless 
if, if the weather had gotten so bad, the stewards would have stopped me, but it was rain and wind. It was not thunder, unfortunately, or lightning, which would have been great. Uh, but there was none of that. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was, uh, you know, a little bit disappointing, of course. And everybody in the tent felt for me. I mean, everybody was so kind. I got a standing ovation when I left and, and bingo was just as sweet as can be. He, uh, in the extended walk, like we walked sideways cause the wind was, the rain was going in his ears. Like, you know, someday, someday we are, we're training for something different for sure. But, um, yeah, so it was a little, of course, disappointing, but I was really proud of my horse and, and we gained some character, uh, this weekend. So that was yeah, my report just, from the, just another story to tell Reese. Yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> on another your way story to the to top. Tell. There's just another story to tell, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I mean, I need that opportunity with this horse to, to get some experience. Right. And, and this was a lot of experience that I gained, uh, and, and trust with him. I mean, he really stayed with me as much as he could. Um, and again, the, the most of the judges, uh, were, you know, Everybody knew what was happening. So uh, it, it was character building. So uh, we'll fight another day. We finished the test. And, and like I said, it was so kind. Everyone gave us a standing ovation. So that meant a lot for everybody that was watching. So, um, but I'm really, really proud of my horse. So yeah, that was my, that was my weekend, but I'm super excited. My, my good friend, Olivia Lagoy Welt is going to come on and she had an 83%, which is amazing. And, um, I'm so excited about her interview and her going to Sweden for the world cup. So that is coming on and, uh, we're carrying on here in Florida. People have asked me about the EHV one. As of right now, there's been no reported cases in Wellington, uh, it, today is uh, Thursday, March 11th. Uh, so not that I've heard of today. I, I kind of check in with my vet. They're being very strict about the horse shows and when you show and, and temping your horse and, and having people uh, online, you know, so that they're being very strict about it uh, and serious. So as of right now, it's, it's not affecting Florida where I am, but it is in, in the area and in is happening in Ocala and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, that is, that's what's going on. So that's kind of my report at, at the moment. Okay. Well, we hope that people are yes. staying safe and quarantining and now kind of horses are staying safe yes. and quarantining. And following, yeah. Kind of following protocols. And, um, you know, there, it's not the first time that there's been an outbreak no. of EH1. I mean, it seems like it's kind of a cyclical thing. Um, you know, we can vaccinate the horses against it, but the vaccine's not that great. And it seems like there's different strains kind of going around Europe as, uh, as there are in, in North America. And, uh, we just got to stick to strict protocols for people and horses now. Yeah. And, uh, we'll get through it. Strict protocols. It'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. It will be fine. And, and things will, 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 will level out for sure. We all know how to deal with uh, a pandemic at this point. So same thing with the horses. So as of right now, things are okay. All right. Well, I think we should just get to our first guest. It's Nobia Stewart. Um, she's from North Carolina and she's a highlighted writer from Black Rains Magazine. Well, tonight we are very excited to have Zenobia Stewart. She is from North Carolina, and she is an American Riding Instructor Association Level 2 Certified in Dressage and Stable Management. She's traveled to Germany. She's won a Class 4 Bronze and Class five bronze performance medals through the German Federation, and she's working on her USDF bronze medal. Zenobia, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Well, we are thrilled. And first of all, I have got to ask, what are the German certificates? I've never heard of these, and I'm I'm excited to to learn. 
Yeah, absolutely. So in Germany, it's a lot different than here in the U.S. as far as equestrian is concerned. Over there, you have to have a certification pretty much to do anything. So in order to show, in order to breed, anything like that, you'll need a certification. And so the performance medals that you referenced are for showing. So there's different levels of showing. So I have the performance medal class four and five to show at that level. I also have a a lunging certificate as well. And so basically, yeah, you have to have a certificate to do anything. And the medals are based on theory, jumping, and dressage. So now, did you go to Germany and work through a school or how did you get the certifications? I did. So I was at, so I went to Avery University. I have a bachelor's there. And during my time there, they had a study abroad program for two different years and I did both of them. And so we went over there and we went to a riding school called Festa Elm. And that's where they held the program, which was about two weeks, very intensive theory, jumping, dressage. And then at the very end, we would test in front of the German FN. That is fantastic. That is really cool. I love that. And so now you're in North Carolina, you're riding. You also, I love that you have a hemp farm. That is so cool. Can you tell us about your hemp farm? That's really neat. Yeah, absolutely. So I started a hemp farm. It's been a couple of years now. Uh, the farm name is Efflorescent Acres and the brand name is Gorilla Hemp. And it's, kind of a small family business. I work uh, with my cousin is my business partner, Jeremy Taylor. And so we're still up and running. We do smokable hemp and we, that's what we do on the side. That's, that sounds kind of neat. And, and, and so you're riding in North Carolina and you're, you're doing dressage. Tell us, tell us about your, your horse and, and your experiences um, competing there. Sure. So yes, I'm in North Carolina and I have a horse. His name is Zima and I've had him for about six years. He is 17 this year. He's a Dutch harness horse gelding. And we, I started out at training level. Uh, We are working on third level right now. And my aspirations with him is to take him at least to pre-St. George, but I have the feeling he can make it to Grand Prix. There are some challenges actually training a Dutch harness horse. Wouldn't you say, like, tell us some of the challenges you have training him. Yes, I've had a lot of challenges. Uh, So beginning, starting out with him, he was kind of out of shape. Um, So, but Dutch harness horses, they have trouble with the canter because they're bred more so to trot and have very, you know, fancy leg action in the trot. So the canter was very lacking and I had trouble, a lot of trouble with that. It was just kind of like a motorcycle unbalanced canter uh and we worked on that year after year and it's gotten a lot better and then also just sitting the trot is just like a huge feat like it took me a couple years to be able to look civilized uh the trot up there on the Dutch <laughs> course. and I still have trouble uh to this day sometimes so so you were introduced um to the horse radio network was it this week or last week as kind of a feature for Black Reigns Magazine. Can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, what is Black Reigns Magazine? Yeah, absolutely. So Black Reigns Magazine, um, the head of the magazine is Stanford Moore, and he promotes diversity in equestrian, um, specifically black equestrians. And you can find this website at blackreigns.com. There's also a Facebook page as well as an Instagram page. And there's a lot of spotlights of up and coming black equestrians legendary black equestrian so it's a great website uh to go check out for sure 
Well, that's fantastic. No, I, it, it, Glenn was like, we have met the coolest dressage rider. We have to send her over to the, to the dressage radio show. So we always love it when we get, we get, when, when Glenn calls us from the horse radio network. Uh, so tell us a little bit about as you're moving forward for your bronze medal, what's been the challenge at third level with your horse and in kind of coming for the changes, like you said, the, the canner uh, on a harness horse is, is difficult, but I mean, I have that. I have an Andalusian that I train. His canner is difficult. So all of these breeds, I think the canner can be the challenge. And I loved how you talked about a motorcycle because that's exactly what my horse feels like. So what are some challenges that you've had with with uh, the changes? Yeah. So even now I have trouble balancing the canner. But now that we're working towards the changes, a lot of times what I call it is just his legs get tangled up and he doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So. Whenever, whenever I ask for a change, I'm not sure what I might get right now, <laughs> but he has had several clean changes, but a lot of times he just doesn't know what to do with his legs and it's just kind of like an explosion. And so we're working through that. Uh, and I think, I think we'll get through it. It's just going to be a learning curve, just like, um, it was getting the canter to be balanced. So, yes, yes. That's what I found with my horse as well. It's, it's very much sort of the balance the balance is in general difficult. And then when you start switching from left to right or right to left, it becomes even more difficult and sort of maybe even the holes that you hadn't filled in will come back up. And that's certainly what I've, I've had. And, um, so no, I completely understand. Yeah, absolutely. And I've had, I've had a lot of help. Uh, so I trained with Allie Perkins of Allie Perkins Dressage LLC, and she schooled him a lot, uh, with the changes and it's helped tremendously. Uh, and not a lot of people can ride my horse well, but she definitely, she rides my horse well and has been tremendous in getting the fly lead changes going. Well, Snobia, it's been a pleasure having you on our show. Thank you for telling us all about yourself and about Black Reigns Magazine. I think I'm going to go check that out right away. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Researchers have confirmed that as horses age, they naturally become less sensitive to insulin and more susceptible to health problems caused by too much sugar in the diet. One way to reduce the sugar content in a horse's diet is to replace sugar-laden grains with a high-fat supplement. Fat is an extraordinary energy source. It is readily utilized by the horse and contains more than two times the calories of sugary grains. Equijule Stabilized Rice Bran is an excellent fat supplement. It contains a balanced calcium-to-phosphorus ratio and won't cause mineral imbalances when added to the diet. Its all-natural ingredients are high in healthy fat and fiber. Best of all, Equijule allows owners to easily replace the calories previously supplied by sugary grains. When you need to add healthy calories to your horse's diet, choose Equijule. To learn more, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, tonight it is my pleasure to introduce Tracy Mitchell. She is a registered equine massage therapist, and that's how I know her, because she comes to the barn every two weeks and and does a bunch of our horses and trainings. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Well, hello there, Philip. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure. We aren't going to be talking about baseball today. That's usually our conversation, but we're... (laughs) Yeah, uh, we're, both, we're both Blue big Jays. Blue Jays fans, yeah, and so that that's yeah. how we get chatting, you know, normally. But 
the other thing was, is that, you know, kind of over the last year, you've been um, branching out in your business and you started Equestrian Elements Life Coaching. Yes, I have. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what that is and, and what was your inspiration for starting this business? Well, basically life coaching is helping someone get from where they are to where they want to be. A life coach helps, you know, their clients that they're working with, you know, be accountable for what they they want to do. They help them set goals, that kind of thing. There's no counseling involved, you know, as far as scope of practice goes, but uh, the life coach can be very useful to to help people just kind of work through them the muck that might be going on in their day to day. And I got into that. Yeah. The good old pandemic. Um, I found my way to life coaching. I've always, I don't know. I've always had a bit of a, I've always been that person that people just love to talk to about stuff. <laughs> and I, I love personal development for my own sake. I've always been drawn to it. And the pandemics allowed me to learn more about it and get the certification necessary and yeah, I've been loving it. It's been a lot of fun. That's fantastic. So tell us, I mean, how does how does how do you get certified in life coaching? Well, I found um, in my search, I found a, an actually a Canadian company called Certified Coaches Federation. They've been around for about fifteen years, and they have certified coaches all over the world. Um, and yeah, I, I took my level one coaching and had, you know, assignments to do for that. I took my level two coaching as a certified master coach practitioner, which required a business plan and a thought out approach as to how I was going to get into coaching. And my level four group coaching, um, I just qualified for, which I'm really excited about. Um, I used to teach um, in the equine massage therapy program that I graduated from. And so I love the teaching aspect and, you know, having a group of group of people together that, you know, have the same goals um, or, you know, something similar, but need a little extra help, you know, finding their way to those is something that I, I really hope I can help people with. And another part of this whole business plan was that you have started a podcast. So that's also something that we've just been chat chatting about, you know, while you're massaging at our barn and, and uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, well, I've been scooping advice from you. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Philip, how do I do this? Yeah, no, it it is. I've always enjoyed speaking in front of people as well. And I don't know. So my my podcast is called Hitting Your Stride. It's um, linked to Equestrian Elements Life Coaching. You can find it on my website and on all the podcasting platforms, actually. And I've just done, I've just completed my sixth episode, planning my seventh. Um, my focus is really on all disciplines and talking about issues in and outside of the show ring, things that, you know... You, professional riders, amateur riders might be dealing with um, outside of the ring that, you know, that they might need help focusing on or that might be getting in the way. Like time management is a huge thing I find for all of us. And yeah, like just community. I've been in the horse world for about 42 years myself. And I just find that I would really like to promote a greater sense of community within the equine industry. I think that's great. And I think that especially since, you know, there haven't been shows for quite a while, it's hard It's hard to have community when, when normally the only time you, you see 
a bunch of people and that you can get together and, and maybe have a drink is, is at a horse show. You know, that's, that's something that, that I've personally really, really miss, you know, kind of getting together with people and, and seeing them. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, uh, I know it's, it's another thing, but you know, you've been doing a couple of webinars. I think you just, just started that a, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. My first one. So I'm offering two free webinars for people who would just like to, you know, get to know me and I can offer them something of value. We're going to be discussing the, uh, building blocks, uh, to achieving confidence. And the first webinar is this upcoming Monday night at seven. And then the second webinar is Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. And yeah, to register, you can just send me an email at equestrianelements@outlook.com and get your name on there and take part for free. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on our show and telling us about all the things that you're, that you're doing to support, you know, equestrians and, and the equestrian community. Uh, one more time, how, how do people find you online? Well, I, my website is equestrianelementslc.com. And Equestrian Elements LC, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. And yes, of course, my podcast uh, called Hitting Your Stride. So yeah, thank you so much, you guys. It was great meeting you. I've been fan for you, of you guys for a while now. So this has been a great opportunity. Oh, thanks for coming on. Now a quick word from EcoGold Saddle Pads. No slipping, no sliding, no problem. EcoGold Secure Saddle Pads are engineered to keep the horses back comfortable while keeping the saddle in place for a safe, competitive ride. They have impact protection through the seat and the ultra-thin flaps provide the rider with better communication and a more stable riding position. Available in both English and Western styles, shop the entire collection at ecogold.ca. Well, tonight, I am so excited to have Olivia Lagoy-Welts on the program. She just received an 83% in her freestyle at the Palm Beach Derby. Olivia, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How are you? Well, we love having you. You've been a huge supporter of our show. And by, I, I'm just, I, I would love to give you a hug right now because I'm so excited for you and Lono on your journey to the World Cup here in a few weeks. Thank you so much. We're, we're pretty excited. Uh, packing lots of clothes. Ordering blankets, but very excited. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a it little is, bit of a shock, I think, to the system, but that's a uh, that's okay. Well, man, I love it. It'll be good. Well, first, tell everybody what was it? I mean, your freestyle was amazing. So, tell us what was it like to ride that? If you well, last weekend. Well, I I think it's funny because everyone was like so excited, and I I think like going into it, and I I, I don't want to say I don't get nervous, but I don't usually get like nervous riding the test, or usually like when I'm riding, I'm good. And, um, but like, because, uh, this was the last qualifier and basically like my only shot, like do or I die, that, that was like no. a little bit, yeah, a little bit. And I have a good friend that used to groom for Stefan Peters, like years ago, like a long time ago. And she had told me the story previously about like how all Stefan had to do was like finish the test and he was on some team or going somewhere or 
completing and like the horse wouldn't go to one end of the arena and like something happened and he didn't make it. And so like I had that oh. like, and people were basically like, as long as you don't fall off, you're going to world cup. Oh. That's so not even like, funny. Say that that's not funny. Why, why exactly. Why doing funny. that to you? Who would do that to That's not funny. I think like it was, it was like a joke, but they don't know the story that I know about stepping just like not finishing the test. So like, yeah, I was probably yeah. like more nervous about it for that reason. And so oh. I think when you're nervous that way, you have no idea how good it was or not, you know, and the Grand Prix had felt really good and like super through his back and stuff. And like training the day before felt super good and really through his back and like warm up for the freestyle. We keep it pretty short because it's, it's a pretty demanding like choreography and so, like, he was still in a good place, but just not as perfect feeling. And I, like, can really get hung up on the feel. So when it doesn't feel exactly how I like it, which is show riding, it doesn't always, uh, or it's riding in general. Like, I, you know, I come out a little being like, was it good? Was it not good? Like, did he move his legs? <laughs> like, I don't know. And everyone's like, oh, my God, wait for it. And I'm like, what am I waiting for? Like, they're like, it's an 83. And then you're like, oh. <laughs> it must so have been it was okay. Good, it it was okay. I did okay. So it was okay. And and but then you come out <laughs> still being like, well, if that was an eighty-three, like, huh. I still have like I left points on the table. Like this could have been better or that could have been better, which is always exciting. You know, yes. like if you're like, Wow, that was a good score, but I could still do better. So and that's, that's always good, you know. The Palm Beach Derby is is what people maybe don't know, is it's really actually a very emotional show for Low Nose co-owner, right? Marianne McPhail. Can right. you explain that? Yeah. Um, so traditionally, like there used to be before Global existed, there was the showgrounds like out here in White Fences that Marianne and Walter they still have, though they're they don't get used anymore. But um and they I think the Palm Beach Derby, I should have the dates, but I don't. But it's been going on for a very long time. And they used to run it like legit as a derby and you'd swap horses and do that kind of thing. But there's a lot of tradition around it. And so when they started having global and basically all the show dates went there, they continued on the tradition of still having the derby. So the perpetual trophies still get handed out and Marianne's there to present. And I uh, we weren't sure if I was going to do this show, but then it worked out that I did. And Marianne's always amazing. Like, I don't have to do the Derby, but if it works out for me to do the Derby, she loves it. And so it just so happened to work out this year that I did it. And then it's even better when it like <laughs> goes really well. I think I also won it um, when Lono was a small tour horse. Um, and so I think that that was super fun and special for her because then she was there and there for the, you know, photographs and the trophies and that big deal, stuff. big deal. Yeah. But Olivia, can you explain to everybody what the Derby is? Cause if, if you haven't been to the horse show or don't kind of aren't in Europe, you maybe don't understand what that part is. Could you explain that part for everybody? Yeah. And I think I've got it right. But if I don't, you guys jump in. I mean, the Derby at least is where they have like, um, basically a horse swapping section of the competition where you, you know, you do a test on a horse. There's usually a couple horses, I think like two horses and four riders usually, and you draw and like, it goes two riders per horse. And then you, um, you both have to ride like a pre St. George on the same horse. And it's kind of like a knockout. So it goes from four riders and whoever rides the best on those two horses 
like goes on and then I think they use a third horse and those top two riders have to then do another pre-St. George on that other horse and the the point is that it's just a foreign horse like it's not a horse you've ever ridden before so it's really like catch riding and I think you have like five minutes to warm up um before you go in and uh and get to know the horse and then you have to have to be able to ride a pre-St. George on it so it's pretty fun I actually did do it one year they they do do it here still sometimes I I think they still had the class I didn't see it go this year yeah they had it yeah it was really it was really fun and this the only thing that was I, I actually watched um uh the first day, the riders of the horse, so the actual riders the rode trainers, the test, yeah. uh-huh. the trainers, okay. and those three horses determined how the order went. And then there was okay. a draw for the first two. And then right. the horse that won with his trainer, that was the finale horse. So, Got so it. then that the knockout round happened, the two top riders. And, um, yeah. it was, it was close this year because Christoph Cashel wins. It seems to win every year. He's like six time champion of that class. Yeah. Yeah. He wins it all the time. But Anna Merrick was so close. She almost got him. It was, it was really exciting to, to watch it actually. Yeah, it was fun. She's a good rider too. She's yes. super handy. Yeah. Yep. She, she had it. I think it was a couple couple tenths of a point. Like it was close and, uh, uh, it was, it was fun to watch and, and see. So, so if you ever get a chance to come to the Palm beach Derby and see it, it's super fun, but they do these classes all the time in Europe, right? We just, it's not very common here. Yeah. I know that I saw one at a CDI that we did, um, quite a few years ago in Munich. Um, okay. and that was super fun to watch cause it was like all Stefan and then all the top like German girls that were riding at the show, like, Dorothy Schneider and Christina Spray, and then I think Jessica von Berdow. And that was, that was pretty fun to watch. Um, they were, they yeah. were in it, all of them in it to win it. I think Dorothy won it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a big mean, deal. She, like, she's quite, she, she's yeah. quite handy. She's like ridden a lot. A lot of <laughs> in school. Yeah. I think, I yeah. think the most famous one is the Ham- Hamburg Derby or, or whatever, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's why you'll see some funny results like with, the same riders and and I really like the the head to head aspect of it. It's you know mm-hmm. with the knockouts, you know, then um, you know you can just you can have a great ride on on a on a foreign horse or a bad ride on a foreign horse, and you know. And, and the precinct it's about yeah, the changes. Yeah, it's about the changes, yeah. right? Like that bunch of points come in the changes. So it's I was hanging out and and listening to Anna's strategy, and and it was it was the changes. I mean, you got to get your changes. So that was pretty yeah. fun fun to watch. So. Yeah, it was really fun. I well, love it. Olivia, we're, we're gonna we're gonna bring it back from the derby to, <laughs> to you a little bit. I know that I'm, you know, I think I watched uh, one of your rides least recently, and I think you know, I think it's obvious that you're kind of you've been tweaking things the last few months. So maybe you can let us in on a little bit of your your training secrets or your your ideas. You know, how, how you've been working towards the higher and higher scores. Yeah, I think that the biggest changes for me of like, I think more than anything has been getting to a place of like a different place mentally, like mental confidence. And I also think like Lona's a horse that I've worked very hard to like earn his trust and keep his trust for a long time. And so I think that like we're both to a place in confidence of being feeling comfortable to to push for more basically, and like call up more of the athleticism that's 
kind of always been in Lono, but it's, it's, it's always well, been very important to me to like, to not lose his brain basically. Yeah. I think I saw, you know, when you but, were just starting him in the small tour and I mean, he's, he's not an easy horse to ride. That's for sure. And he's can be kind of explosive, right? Yeah, he used to. I mean, like, I think his, his favorite move, like for a small time in the, in the, and the small tour was to like take off in the extended canner, like to like squeal and like leave. I've seen it. I've uh, seen it. <laughs> like and it was, it was pretty. I mean, it was pretty funny. Like I mean, it was uh, to look back on it. And he, I mean, he hasn't done anything like that in the arena, like in quite. You know, I say that he did that to me one time down the center line in a zigzag. <laughs> uh, like talk about having to pull it back together and turn the corner and like get the ones like oh, yeah. was, oh that God. was pretty like he's really taught me to be like super on my toes like in the test and just like ready for whatever so I think you know I think it's just been like that having that confidence and the connection and that kind of thing has just given me that place to ride into and be comfortable to 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 push for more you know and I think you know, for me, adding Allie to what Debbie and I already had has been helpful. And I think with that mental aspect, you know, like having one of your best friends sort of their ringside, you know, has just been been really useful and someone who's worked through a lot of their own like mental stuff Then you can. And recently, you know, I think makes that um, a little bit helpful, you know, to be able to to talk about and to be kind of like, well, how did you do this or that or, or that kind of thing? And, you know, I think it's everything, everything that Debbie and I have been working on. And then it's that just like little bit extra push, you know, right there has been, you know, has sort of been what's like, I guess made it all come together. Yeah. Or like Uh, people are really happy about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so Olivia, tell us the kind of what the schedule is. Um, I'll check the date. It's March 11th today when we're recording this. Yeah. So tell us kind of what happens. uh, Cause I think everybody likes to know like what, what happens now between now and the world cup? Like, what do you, what do you do? And when do you ship out and all the kind of logistics? Cause I think that's kind of cool. So this for sure is easy week. Like after the horse show. And then we'll start, you know, next week. And I just had to pull up my calendar so I can look at the dates. <laughs> the Sorry, yeah. So like next week will be like more a normal training week. Like just, you know, like this week is like easy and hacking and stretching and just like, you know, checking in. Like he, of course, gets like his vet, Cricket Rosello, to like go over him and make sure, you know, just at this point, it's not it's not an issue because knock on wood, like he's, he's been quite a sound horse, like definitely knocking on wood over here. I'm, I'm like knocking feet. on my head too. knock wood, knock yeah. my head, like knock the wall, whatever right. we need to knock. We knocked it. Yeah. It. He has tricky feet with his quite high, low difference. And like that's been like just an art in mastering that. Um, I'm super grateful to like vet and farrier for honing in on that. Cause it's great how long our horses can keep going. Like when they're athletic and strong, like he's 17 this year and it seems like just keeps getting better. But, and so he gets the farrier next week, you know, before we go. And like I had said to my farrier, cause he had to shoe him just before this last show as well. 
that it's like you have to shoe him for this show and then we'll get through this show. And if we make World Cup, then you have to shoe him for mm-hmm. like, you know, World Cup, like that really specifically he has to be absolutely happy, like right from the moment that you're done shooing him. Like, you know, you can't take a little bit more, trim a little bit like this. And poor uh, guy, like I feel bad for him. Like, you know, you're like, oh my farrier, a lot of pressure, yeah, for a lot of pressure, sure. a lot of pressure like for your poor your farrier. But I mean, no, these guys, like my farrier they're used to it. is the most amazing human being to ever walk the face of the earth. Like, I'm pretty sure, like <laughs> Scott Scott Grouse is a godsend uh, and the kindest <laughs> human being ever, which is just amazing and has been very patient with Lono, who can be, you know, like just not easy to work with, like not trusting. And so, and you can't push him around like at all. Like if he pulls his foot away from you, you can't get mad at him or like try and hold on to his leg or whatever, because he's 17, three hands. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to have my leg. You're not going to have my leg. Like that's just, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, and Scott is just kind and patient and just works with him in that way. And, and that kind of thing. So that's, kind of like you know like cricket does like the going over and just like dotting i's and crossing t's because at this point it's not is he sound it's like is he his most perfect self to go to sweden endure the traveling you know show up in a cold climate when he's been training in 80 degree weather and be his best self ever (laughs) like is like that's the standard you know when you're doing this so he gets to train next week he gets shoes on the 21st and then we'll continue training, you know, beginning of the week of the 22nd, 23rd, we fly the 25th. So he will train that week uh, enough to keep it good and through, but like, we won't kill him. You know, at this point he's trained, right? Yeah, He knows and his the job. Happier, yeah. Right. The happier he is in his body and like the, the fitter and like the looser he is, then like all the stuff comes off better. You know, I'm not going to perfect anything from between now and then like other than keep him through and happy and and sharp enough you know so we fly on the 25th and i think we land the 26th and then as i understand it we are gonna transport to um gillison's uh, it's a horse transport company in germany that uh we work a lot with on the team and the horses and the jumpers will all go together. So the the dressage horses and the jumpers will go together. Um, and actually, I I think, but I, I'm not sure if the other horses coming from Wellington, like the non-U.S. horses will be on that flight as well. That I'm not sure about. But so we go kind of as a pod to Gillison's and we lay over. And then um, for like a day, I think, so the horses can rest. And then they go on the truck and they truck up to Sweden from Germany, which is kind of a trek. Like, I think it's yeah, 11 plus hours, something like that. I don't know exactly how many hours, but quite a few hours. And I actually don't know exactly which date that is or which day we arrive sure. at the venue. I know we jog. I say that. I know we jog. And then I don't know which day we jog. I think we jog April <laughs> 1st. Cool. Um, so there's a little so, bit of travel time in there and, and getting used to it. And Lono yeah. and you have traveled quite a bit. So it's, it's, yeah. you know, at this point, these horses are, they're freaking flyers. They know their job. They're yeah. pretty good at traveling. You know, he'll know what's up. And like, I think, you know, the biggest thing you worry about and something like this is like always in transport, like drinking and hydration and stuff. But because you're mm-hmm. going from such a hot climate to such a cold climate, you know, just like, 
I will definitely plan to keep him on the over blanketed side to keep him like toasty mm-hmm. warm and like mm-hmm. loosen his muscles and wanting to drink water. And, but he historically has been an ace of a traveler and he really likes going on the road. Like he loves <laughs> the personal attention. He loves being the only horse and like just being doted <laughs> on constantly. And I think he really likes the big venues, even though like they kind of scare him a little bit. Like he's, it's like that little bit, like where you're like, I don't really like scary movies. And then you watch one and you're kind of like, oh, but that was kind of fun. I kind of like it. A little, <laughs> I feel like that's a little like him where he's like, oh God, like, don't make me look. But like, oh, like that was, that was a really good plot line. Like I like that. <laughs> oh, I love that it. Again. I love it. What a character. I love it. He is quite a character. He is so cute and he just takes everything in and, you know, I'm sure he likes his extra mommy time uh, to oh, the, when, yeah. when he's with you. And, and, you know, I think they really enjoy that. So, um, yeah. oh my gosh, we are just so excited. I'm going to fangirl you. I can't wait to watch and, and just support you the whole way. And, and we're so thankful. You've been such a great supporter of our show and, and we just, I just, oh, I'm just so excited for you and can't wait to get you some uh, American garb for Sweden. I'm just saying it's coming. There you go. Sounds good. I do have a special pair of shoes that um, I got given last year that I'm definitely going to jog and I have little American flags on them. So I I love it. My style too. They're like, you know, sport, sport shoes. Sports shoes. I love it. Well, yeah. Olivia, we cannot wish you the best of luck in Lono and we can't wait to hear how it goes. And, and again, just from the dressage radio show, we, we are all behind you and going to be cheering and watching the live stream. So how can people kind of follow you on your journey? Um, probably Instagram will be the most up to date thing. I've, uh, and that does link to our farm Facebook, which is, uh, mountain crest farm. Fantastic. Well, yeah, yeah. Just Mountain Crest on on, on Instagram. Yeah, the website's super out of date, so that's not going to work for you. But like, (laughs) uh, I think it's just my name on Instagram. It's Olivia Lagoywald with little underscores. But you can find me. It's not that hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Olivia, we can't wish you enough luck in Lono too. And uh, we're just so excited and happy for you and, and can't wait to watch as you go forward on your journey to Sweden. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, Phil, I, I t- this week, it is sort of almost springtime for everybody. And I think spring cleaning is important. Uh, we We sort of you know, we check our tack a lot, but I think after the winter, it's really important to check your stirrup leathers. And this is a great time that if it's time for new stirrup leathers, because this happened to one of my students this week, I looked at her stirrup leathers and I'm like, we are ordering you some stability stirrup leathers because her, her old pair, they, it's just time for a new pair, spring cleaning and time for a new pair of stirrup leathers. And that's a great time to get the stability stirrup leathers from Total Saddle Fit. They're fantastic. They help your legs stay quiet there's sort of no reason to not have them. And now's a really good time to check your stirrup leathers, number one, to make sure that they're safe and there's no uh, imperfections because stirrup leathers do wear out and a great time to to think about some stability stirrup leathers, wouldn't you say? That's a great tip, actually. I might go to the barn and, and we got to check all of our tack basically because we're going to be transferring from winter to spring. Mm-hmm. And before we know it, the shows are going to be here. And we know that everybody, you know, are, gets two weeks out from the first horse show and goes, oh, I need a new girth or, oh, I need, and then they <laughs> order it. And then it's not going to come for two weeks or something like that. Or there's, you know, shipping problem. Oh, we've been dealing with a ton of shipping problems. So, you know, do it now, be early, 
be be ready to uh, to get to your first show. Yeah, exactly. Be ready. Do it now and take care of it. It would be fantastic. So uh, don't forget to check out all the other products at totalsaddlefit.com. They're fantastic. And uh, Justin over there will take care of you and great new products, but also just check your stuff uh, for spring cleaning. So I hope you enjoy this Total Saddle Fit tip of the week with Angela Jackson. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, for this week's Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, we are so happy to have FEI rider and trainer Angela Jackson on the program. Welcome, Angela. Thanks for having me. We were going to talk about today, um, when do you ride a horse boring? Yeah, I, I sometimes um, underride a horse a little bit just because I feel anxiety in the horse. And especially in young horses, the mind cannot handle what the body sometimes produces. So uh, if I feel that that is just way too much, I have to trust uh, my feeling and, and I can only ride the horse to what the mind can handle at that time. Uh, and, and if that means a little on the boring side, then that's what I have to do. I, when we were just because, talking, I said, yeah, I was just saying how much I agree with this so much. And I get a little bit irritated when people are riding young horses at, like over tempo just to show off their, you know, their leg movement, basically. And you can see that the, this just produces so much anxiety in the horses and, and problems, maybe not, maybe not problems in the moment. But you're you're going to have problems at some point in the horse's training because there it lacks it lacks relaxation and it lacks trainability Correct. and uh, you know that's it's it's just kind of it's just kind of a, a pet peeve of mine uh, you know just because you can ride them super forward and super fancy doesn't mean that's good for them or that or that you should so you know in my program when I'm starting three year olds four year olds. I really like to just ride them boring and ride them, a little, you know, kind of relaxed and in, in, in the contact yeah. and, and, and in some of my lessons too, I, you know, I have riders just make them quiet, make them jog like a quarter horse. And Correct. later on you can make them as fancy as you want, mm -hmm. but if they don't have good yeah. balance and, and you got to remember that a horse is a flight animal. So by chasing them, you're inducing flight responses and, and it's just, it's just, problematic. I, I just see it too, too much. And, yeah, and too you, you're much absolutely, horse show. Correct. absolutely correct. I think the confidence in the young horse and the trust has to be developed and the mental education is just as important as making them go for that big fancy trot. Now, I'm not saying that, yeah, that there's certain young horses that can handle that and they're, they're easy with it and they have the mental capacity to, to handle it just fine. And if they do, then for all means, go for it, you know? Um, but I, I just remember that when I was working student for Klaus, that he always come in the arena and it's like, you cannot do, and even the upper level movements, he would educate them in, in, in half tempo or in half throttle and just repeat the motion in an easy out without power and just work on what you were saying, the relaxation and the supplements. That's why it's in the bottom of the training scale. And just repeat, repeat the technique. And then once the horse is confident and trusting, you can put that power to it and make it super expressive. But then the trust is there. And I yeah. think that uh, it, it goes up in the training scale 
and it, it it goes up in the training, but it's all the same. The trust and the relaxation and the suppleness has to be there later on when you put the power in. And yeah, I and I a lot of people forget that. I love too that you said to do this with FEI horses. I completely agree because there's sometimes that you have to do it with FEI horses as well, and and so all horses you can't go around legs flying everywhere all the time. You have to Correct. really, really think about, take your time. And, 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 and like you said, the repetition, and then there's times, even in the horse show ring, maybe you just want a clean, quiet test. And so you don't go in full throttle right. versus going in and, and you may get legs of flying, but you may also get mistakes. And so you have to learn yeah. sort of with your, with your horse what exactly you're trying to do with that particular horse and, and what is the goal? So there, so, you know, again, if you're going legs of flying, that's, you have to understand why you're doing that. And do you have all of the training scale or are they literally just tossing their legs? Wouldn't you say a lot of horses just toss yeah. their legs, but they're not through. Right. Correct. And, and again, I think uh, the relaxation and the throughness then gets a little compromised. And then it shows in certain ways. You see some horses with, with real tongue issues or, you know, other behavioral issues that, yes, it, it looks like, yeah, you're riding and you're getting this bigger movement, but you also see the, uh, the, the swooshing, t- t- uh, turning tail. Uh, these, are, these are usually signs of the, the circle, the aid of the circle is... Uh, it's just broken a little bit. You know, you, you get, uh, I think in Germany, we call it Schenkelgängers versus um, um, back movers, you know, leg yes. movers, leg movers, back movers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I think we get a little bit of that. Um, but I, I think with it, and it starts with the young horse to get back to our, our thing earlier. I think the young horses have to, um, me coming from Germany, the auction riders, they get these big fleshy trots, you know, they really, you know, throw in the power and they load them up on the hands. Um, and we always make a joke out of it. If you buy a horse at the auction, throw it out for three months and start over. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, you guys have all heard that. And that's why, because they just right. create this, yeah. this false tension and uh, and then you just have to kick him out in the field and say forget about it, and then start over again and and work on the suppleness and the throughness and over the back and the you know just gymnasticizing the horse a little bit more so that engagement can be created in the correct way. Yeah, no, I think that that's in a, in the correct way. So, in the correct way, um, right? And so learning to to be able to do that is incredibly important, and really know what you're doing versus just flying around. Uh, cause like you said, the auction riders are trying to sell horses that trot big. They're yeah, not trying right. to that's ride them, right? Like turn them. Yeah. Well, they go yeah. only in an oval. I gotta remember yeah. they, they have, a, you know, they have a stiff horse that is right between the reins and the legs and you go forward and legs are flying and now uh, there is no circle and there is, you know, these kind of things. So, so uh, you have to keep that in mind. So yeah. a lot of people then get a little disappointed when they go home and they look a little more normal. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's yeah, it has to be developed. And the horse has again to me, I think trust is a big thing. The horse has to trust yeah. and has to learn trust. Um, yeah. I get here and there some horse, and it's a shame because I had a couple of very nice young horses. Uh, that came in after the fact that they can do young horse classes because somebody tried and 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 maybe failed, 
and then they come come to me and uh, I just I just fix the horse. I never showed it showed it, but um, you know it, it it came to me. They had tried for two years to put a fine change on the horse, and uh, and it was completely fried. I mean, you couldn't even if you just as much as cantered and tried to ride a diagonal, all hell would break loose. I mean, it just mm-hmm. complete had an anxiety meltdown. And um, so we just worked on simple, basic, you know, ABCs again, like what I would teach a four-year-old. And yeah. we just started right from scratch, uh, even though this is already an older horse. And I'm like, look, you gotta, you just, you just have to just, just chill. And you know, we are now in it four or five months into it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm now able to, to do a clean change left and right. Okay. Um, yeah. but you know, it, it, it's just one of those things where you just have to go and say, look, they already get the word because there's all X, Y, Z, they're starting to kick and they're starting to pull and they're starting to slow you over and off balance and this and that and, and more and more anxiety builds up. And before you know, it, like I said, I was not able to ride even, even as much as I attempted a diagonal line, it was not possible. It was right. not possible. Right. So, yeah. so then you have to just make lots and lots of small little transitions and teach the ABC again. And that's it. Right. 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 And well, be patient. you got to be patient. And so, but I love the idea of, you know, controlling that tempo and controlling, you know, not yeah. going for throttle. I think that that's such a great tip. Angela, thank you so much for coming on the show again tonight. And uh, we so appreciate you and all that you do and, and all of your training. So thank you for coming. Oh yeah. It was a pleasure. Um, sorry. I uh, haven't been more up, up to date with you guys. It was great. Well, we will we will change uh, that, girl. Oh, <laughs> we will okay. we will change That's that for plan. sure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thank Angela. You. We appreciate. It. Have a great night. Well, Phil, as always, we love email and Facebook shout outs from all our listeners. Keep them coming. They make our day. And we always love answering your questions, but also getting them in the queue. So we have more content for you guys that we know you are interested in. Yeah, but- yeah we, we we need we need some we need some trainer tip questions. Yeah, send them to send them our way. Or we're out. So just send them in. Send them in. We love them. And just a reminder, we have our book club book going, which is How Two Minds Meet The Mental Dynamics of Dressage by Beth Baumert. And this is a fantastic book, and I'm enjoying reading it. So uh, we want you guys to be reading it, and we will be reviewing it shortly. So again, How Two Minds Meet The Mental Dynamics of Dressage by Beth Baumert. As always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is probably through Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week.